do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 142 of the Terrible Book Club. I am Chris, and this is Paris. Hello. This time we read Dating in Crypto by Gabriel Bell, published on January 1st, 2022. This was another bizarre advice book that I dredged up from the bowels of Amazon's short reads category, a, a recurring favorite of mine now, because boy, do we have to put generally a lot less effort into getting through these things. Although it just, it, it's like shorter page amount but they're denser to get through right like the the books that are nice to read that's an airy breeze in which you can just swim through but these it's just like stepping into concrete that's setting as you try to push your way through it <laughs> yeah i was going to say that this isn't i don't know that we really win here like i <laughs> you know i don't know that there's ever a path to us not being in pain in one way or another uh but yeah chris is not kidding he loves doing this sometimes I will be at work and then I'll be like, oh, my Facebook Messenger is blowing up and it's just Chris sending me link after link to these weird short read shit. Uh, <laughs> like, I... Oh, some of like, them... You must choose. So if this is your first time listening to this show, what we do here at the Terrible Book Club is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of the three. Uh, sometimes we read books that our patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. Uh, but typically we do the opposite of what most people do when they are in a bookstore or while they're browsing the internet looking for something to read. Usually this experiment results in a disappointing and hilarious read, but once in a while we do actually end up liking the book. Content warnings today. Uh, in addition to our usual barnyard language, today's episode includes discussion of just a bunch of shitty dating stereotypes and usual the usual gendered weirdness that comes along with that if you're in any kind of, like, I guess... American bullshit in 2022. I, I don't know. I don't think I need to go into any You've more You've heard detail. of Jordan Peterson before, perhaps. Yeah, or yeah. This ben is... Shapiro. You might have encountered these weird ideas about how men supposed to be. Well, not even... I mean, yes, you are correct that all of those people are kind of the... They're sort of the extreme end of of that. But uh, these ideas, I think, are actually pervasive in oh, much yeah, of our society. 100%. So... Uh, yeah, so if if you're used to all the shitty stuff that comes out of living in this capitalist hellscape, that's what today's book is about. All right. I think I'm going to read the uh, Amazon page summary yeah. for this, which is an interesting one because <laughs> it's basically just the first couple chapters of the book. Ver not verbatim, but quite close to verbatim, I would say. so. I think it actually is three pages of the book just copy-pasted. I think it is that the first would... three pages of the book. 
that would vibe with how much effort was put into this book here. So, um, uh, to, you know, settle down. Grab a crypto snack or something. I don't know. Oh, Chris, Fucking it's literally... NFT Cheez-Its or whatever. It is literally the the introduction. Uh, and then also part of another chapter. So, yeah, it's just passages from the book as the, su- as the back of the book summary. All right. Well, that's, this is how this guy sells you on it. So you, I, I might, this is usually what we do here at this point in the show. So here we go. Strap in. Get your NFT Cheez-Its ready. <laughs> okay. So I know what you're thinking from the jump. What in the hell does dating and crypto have to do with each other? How do these two very different subject matters correlate, and why in the world am I writing a book about it? Well, I'm glad you asked. During my time as a dating coach, one common thing that comes up as an issue with both men and women is... Money. That's right, it's not love, it's not trust, it's not infidelity, masculinity, femininity, lack of options, weight, location, or any of the other number of issues men and women complain about when it comes to dating. It's money. The men believe that there just isn't enough money to go around and that the women have unrealistic expectations when it comes to who is financially obligated to pay for things while dating. Men feel it is very unfair that the financial burden of paying for dates falls solely on them, especially considering how much money women make these days. Men claim that the feminine... Feminist... What? Where? It's spelled F-E-M-I-N-I-S-N-T. Okay. Feminist. Men claim that the feminists fought for equality. So women need to pay their fair share even when dating. That means going Dutch or even paying for the entire date. Women, on the other hand, feel as if the men are complaining about paying for dates because they are lazy and broke. They feel as if men just want casual hookups these days and are looking for easy access to sex. In addition, they feel like men these days aren't making much money and simply just don't have the means to pay for dates and that this is the underlying issue when it comes to men paying. Honestly, I feel like both sides make a valid argument, but I want to do a deep dive into the dating market today and see how necessary finances are to date successfully. You ready for some in-depth research? First, I want to look at the at what the average first date costs here in the states. According to a lending tree study in 2019, the average cost for a first date was $77. They also broke down by age how much people spend on a first date. The age group and the cost are as follow. Gen Z, ages 18 to 23, $72. Uh, Millennials, ages 24 to 39, You're $83. actively killing me. Gen X, ages 40 to 54, $82. Baby boomers, ages 55 to 74, $58. From an annual perspective, each group spends the following on dates. Gen Z, ages 18 to 23, $366. Millennials, ages 24 to 39, $696. Gen X, ages 40 to 54, $903. Baby boomers, ages 55 to 74, $632. As far as gender goes, men spend on average of $861 annually on dates, whereas women spend $500 annually. This is no surprise as most of society tends to adopt traditional values when it comes to courtship where the men pay for the first date. These numbers are very interesting and it supports the argument that dating is expensive. And in order to participate in this game, it is in your best interest to be financially stable. The most damning thing about this study, however, is not what people spend on dates, but how often people cancel dates. According to the study, one in three people have canceled dates due to not having enough money. According to the study, 50% were honest with the person about not being able to afford the date, while roughly 20% said they would just use a credit card. 
I found this to be fascinating, yet not surprising, as many Americans are drowning in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. So yes, dating is actually reserved for the financially capable, but there is another part of this that needs to be discussed that is unique to black Americans. End of summary. Whew. Honestly, <laughs> I am impressed that you got through that. I was I was just disintegrating while that was being read. Um That's not that's not how you do the summary for the Amazon page for a book that is about 40 pages long. You that's not it's not what you're supposed to I do. I mean, honestly, if you if you it's actually less than that. It's uh cuz it doesn't there's no actual content until page 6. And then I think the last several pages are uh like definitions. So 6 to 42 has content. So do some do some basic math. We're talking about 30 something page book here. 36. Yes, 36 page b- book here. I use that word loosely. Um <clears throat> Uh, right, okay. so, thank you, Chris, for struggling through that, yeah. Uh, so the characters and setting, hey, it's a self-help book, so the character is, uh, you, and the assumption in this book is that you are a straight, cis, black man, maybe a woman, in 2020, and you are looking to date and have money for dating. Kind of a weird assumption, but Okay. I don't know why you would needlessly limit your side hustle book sales here to that demo. Because let's be clear that this is what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, it's it's fine if you have a specific audience. Like, I don't have any problem with this book being written for, you know, specifically, like, But it doesn't Americans, really do but... anything to actually speak to that yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Don't> worry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is our summary that that we provide of the actual book. So it's not going to be a weird ranting introduction like the summary that the author provided. This is our summary of what this book is. You need to make more than $41,000 a year in order to date quote unquote good quality partners. Therefore get a job in quote tech or quote trades and invest in cryptocurrency to create short term wealth and generational wealth for your progeny. Wow, that was really easy. It's almost like you could get the point of this very short book across in less than four pages, three pages. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I did it in uh, one sentence, actually. Yeah, you shouldn't post roughly 8% of your book as the summary. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule. Um, Yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to – yeah, what were the things that were good about this book, Chris? What, what was good? I mean, if you're into paying $10 for what's probably the pinned frequently asked questions post at the top of r slash crypto, g- cool, g- great. Yeah. It's extremely basic information mm-hmm. that I guess if you really only trust self-published Amazon authors for your information on financial literacy – I Chris, I guess I'm going to argue with you that this is not a good there is you you didn't have a good point for this book and I feel like you just really tried <laughs> I'm really and trying to justify having anything good to say. I like to have at least one good thing to say. It's true. It's true. I have a good thing about this book. I, it's truly a good thing. The author is correct about the plight of Americans and black Americans in particular. We truly live in hell in America in an anti-black society. Once again, the villain is white patriarchal capitalism. 
unfortunately, the author kind of falls into the all too common trap of buying into the hegemonic ideas and believing that these are the things to strive for and that fighting with sheer will on an individual level is the solution, which is it's obviously... It's just the way things are and the way things yeah. work, and you shouldn't do anything to question that. You just need to work harder. Just keep working hard. I promise you it'll work out. Yeah. Also, just gamble. Just guess. Just just guess. Yeah. That's that's the strategy here is just, just guess yeah. and gamble your money that you're trying to save up to survive in this <laughs> capitalist hellscape okay, on some I gotta, fucking I bullshit. Gotta, I got to rein this in here. Good Lord. Okay. So, again, back to the main point of the author is correct that this, this is a problem. Like, if you are American and you are black in this society, shit fucking sucks for you. It also sucks for, you know, other people who are non-white, but... Largely, black Americans have kind of a, a singular suck that is hardly rivaled by other groups, you know? And I don't think I need to get into why that is, you know? You have a computer, but I don't know. That that hasn't really saved us, has it? Um, I, I guess... Uh, my point being is that, like, I understand... To a point, I understand the motivations behind this book. Like, it gets to a point in the society... Especially for black Americans, but honestly for a lot of us who who aren't black, that if you are born poor, if you're born black, if you're born poor and black, like, there are just, oh man, it is fucking tough to make it. And it's not always about bootstrap pulling, right? And so I can understand that after trying really hard and still not really getting anywhere, that you end up grasping at straws like crypto and like buying into kind of the hegemonic ideas of the society because you're just desperate to make your life better and and the lives of your family members better and the people that you most care about. And so I do have some empathy here. Like, I understand how books like this happen. I think this is awful in every way, but I understand how people get here. And I just want to yes. make that point that like, we're not here saying like, oh, haha, ha, this stupid idiot with bad ideas. It's like, nah, man, like if you were in his position, you might fucking end up here too. Like you might also end up being like, oh yeah, all of this, this is what I have to do because we live in hell in America. <laughs> also, I'm not entirely opposed to, you know, I, a lottery ticket or throwing sure. a, a small sum of money just as the like, I don't know, what if, like, right if you're throwing 50 bucks into this, why not see what's up there? That's that's not a terrible thing to do. Chris, you're really you're really skipping ahead. You are really off script to this episode. <laughs> what can we... I don't I I disagree that there's ever a script. I'm fundamentally script agnostic. Okay. Well, I I just think that we we can build we can build a greater <laughs> a greater narrative. <laughs> So yeah, I just want to say that I I understand how this book happens. I have I have empathy for the situation. Like I get it, man. It's fucking hard out there. I understand. Um however, I don't come to the same conclusions as to like why it's hard and how we solve that uh to make it less hard, right? So I don't have anything else about this being good, and I'm really sorry, but that is just sometimes how it is with these yeah. books. You know, I, I don't have anything else to add. Fresh out of good things about this book. Um, so, off we go to things that were bad. Off we go. My fir The first thing that struck me about this book 
is, why do I care what this author thinks? Why do I give a shit what Gabriel Bell has to say about dating or cryptocurrency? He does not establish any authority on either subject in the book or the summary. And so it leaves me to be like, why do I give a shit what you have to say? You know, like an advice book should be from somebody who, is, who has experience as some kind of expert in something. He only makes a casual reference to being a dating coach, but that doesn't tell me anything. Like it would be way more effective if he would be like, hey, in my in my X number of years as a dating coach, I've been able to pair like this many people successfully and like I have all this experience. Whatever. He doesn't do doesn't do that at all. And also zero credibility for cryptocurrency or economics. Zero. There's nothing. There's nothing explaining so, this. Here here's my point to this. So the book is called Dating and Crypto. And yes. okay, you're a dating coach. So give me some insight into how these disparate ideas might be connected, as you say in your intro slash summary. <laughs> Guess what, Paris? That summary is the whole thing. It doesn't go any deeper than nope. that. He doesn't try to draw any kind of parallels to how dating and crypto could be interrelated or how one could support the other. As a dating coach, you would think that that would maybe, he would have a little minor enlightenment into that or something that I hadn't considered or a way perhaps that blockchain technology could be leveraged for dating services or something like that. <laughs> he had this brilliant idea or something like that because that's your expertise, right? Is like dating coaches. But no, sure. that it's all just in that three pages is how it's related to dating. And then the rest of it is just the basics of crypto, which you're not an expert on. So as Paris so eloquently put it, why do I care what you think about this? Yeah, and I would even be, I even think the bait would be a little bit better if he, you know, one, gave us actual detail about his expertise as a dating coach. Like if he, again, you know, what I just said about giving actual examples, like how long he's done it, his history, his success. But secondly, if he had tacked on like, hey, this was what I did with crypto and I found it successful, like I invested you know, five grand, I've already, that's already become 25 grand. And like, this is like, you know, this is. This... Yeah, he doesn't even boast about his own no. crypto success. Which, which is a, a total missed opportunity, right? I mean, unless it doesn't exist, which is also possible. Um, But like, I just, there's nothing to make me trust you as an author. There's nothing. Why do I care? You, you do not establish credibility at all. And so I think, I mean, and, and I, you know, later after reading this book, I kind of, I think I understood why. It's because this book is a side hustle in itself. This book's existence is predicated on you already, like, knowing, like, it exists because he's trying to build this little multimedia empire or whatever to get passive income. And so this book is there to serve as that. So you would only find this book if you already knew who he was and I guess liked what he said about dating. But to me, that doesn't work really well because then you're just isolating yourself to just the people who have heard you talk about dating or whatever. Cause I think, I think I gathered that he has like a podcaster or he's on some app, uh, he's for, on Twitch. like, like voice voice. No, it, it's called like, Oh my god, I forget. I forget if it's called a chat room or chat box or fucking... Oh chat god. hole. Huh? It's, listen to me in the chat hole, please. Yeah, it's something like that. It's some app where you can only get on by being invited, and they're just voice chat rooms, essentially. So, like, imagine AOL in the 90s, but just voice. Yeah, <laughs> great. sounds great. 
Um, the wave of the future. Yeah. I mean, See, you... there's his credibility for understanding new technologies. Well, no, he didn't make it. He's just a user on the, I, on that's, the app. I'm, that's a oh. joke. Anyway, that, so that's all I gathered is that he basically has like a, a podcast or something about dating. But I didn't know that until I Googled his fucking name. Like, and There's even not then. Even about the author in here to no, like talk no. himself up. And even then, I just, I, again, I think that if you're doing any kind of advice or self-help book, you need to establish credibility. This book did not do that. First problem. Second problem. Chris, do you want to, you could take this one away. This book is a bigger ripoff than crypto itself, I think you wrote. <laughs> it really is. It's <laughs> exactly true. Because, again, the same beef that I have with the title here. It's really, honestly, it's it's a titling problem I have with this. And the promise that you're selling me in the summary that you're going to combine dating and cryptocurrency. When really it just boils down to the surface level thought of, like, more money means you do better at dates. You could have, it didn't have to be crypto about any of that you, you could have just like financial literacy and dating and how that will help you and cryptocurrency yeah. could have been one part of that also on top of that like okay so you you are going to focus more on the crypto side of things instead of the dating side of things but then within the book itself he's he writes oh i'm coming up with this crypto course that you can buy later <laughs> If you're not going to tell me about the dating in this book, I thought it would be about the crypto, which apparently I'm also not getting here. So why did I spend $10 on it, sir? What information am I actually paying for here? The realization that financial stability helps me when I'm dating? Is that it? Is that, is that all you have to say to me? Because I, I do feel swindled in this well, respect. Well, again, there is... There is no actual value for the purchaser of this book. The value is only in that it exists as a side hustle to get probably $5 a sale out of, you know, uh, sorry, uh, for the author to net like maybe 4 to $5 out of every sale because this is $9.99, fucking $9.99, yeah. your patron dollars at work. Um, <laughs> Bought this due to coffee at, at some point. Yeah, I mean, and, and with uh, with the way, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about uh, Amazon payouts, but the way it works is $9.99 is kind of the sweet spot if you think you can get people to pay for it because it's the maximum amount you can charge and get, I think, a 60 or 70% cut. And then I assume that, you know, after like taxes or other fees, he's probably getting 45 bucks for every one of these he sells, which like... Good on him for calculating, you know, this fucking trick, right? Um, and that's the whole thing. This whole book only serves to get him... It's another It's another income stream, which... Honestly, write about that. Write it about been, your fucking It would have been plan. better if, Dude, if you just yes. wrote that into the book of, of just yes. being like, hey, I actually I swindled you into giving you $5. Here's how you can do it, too. Yes. Simply go yes. to the top of any Reddit Brilliant. and copy-paste the fact. Yes! <laughs> Go to any any fucking popular Reddit niche. Yeah, copy the facts and questions into a book and sell. Like, I totally agree with you. At least if it was, if it was like, I'm 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 a con man. And I'm gonna teach you how to con too. Sick. Pull people into it. Like, I I think that would be way better than this. This this just makes people feel stupid for having bought it. Right. Yeah, like like I again. <laughs> 
if 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 you're going to come at me with like, well, what did you think the connection between trading and cryptocurrency would be aside from just building financial stability? It's like, I don't know. You promised me something in the summary that you <laughs> yeah. would draw this connection and you, it is your responsibility as the writer to give me that new and unique perspective that I hadn't considered before. Yeah, Honestly, and guess and guess what? That course he promised still doesn't exist. This came out January first, twenty twenty. It is June of twenty twenty two. Well, I guess probably July or August when this comes out. I forget. Um, so at this point in time, it is June uh, in our timeline, uh, and <laughs> this course doesn't exist as far as I can see, unless it's like locked behind a paywall or something. But I was unable to find it because I was interested. I was like, oh, I wonder if he actually followed through on that, and he did not. As far as I can tell, if as he did, yet. if he did, it is not access is not easily accessible. Um, excuse do me. You, Paris, do yes. you feel like this book is the companion to Ho Tactics? I feel like it is the enemy to Ho Tactics. I would actually <laughs> love to see Ho Tacticians face off against the Bellites. Like, could could someone coached by Gabriel Bell spot a Ho Tactician, or would the Ho Tactician succeed? I think the Ho Tactician would prevail, to be honest with you, because they can spot you. the mark in in the Bellite that is doing just like this cryptocurrency stuff just to get a leg up on Dude, getting quote unquote good quality women. That's hundred totally percent the mark for the Ho Tacticians. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause you know, you know, as uh as again, I'm using the terminology of the Ho Tactics book. They those the I think does the book call them smart hoes? I think it does. It's been literally five years since we read this. I <laughs> yeah. do not remember, but uh, I believe I believe the author says like the smart hoes will like do this. I really, I truly feel that a good, a, you know, a ho tactician general would <laughs> would do her research on crypto and 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 be like, yeah, okay, I get it, whatever, or like just know that dudes that are into crypto are, are just yeah, they're. And especially if you're reading this book where you think paying for the date is like the way to show your value, of course you're going to be paying for those nice headphones for the headphone test and like giving them lobster dinners and shit like that. Yeah, okay. Ho Tacticians versus the Bellites. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. Um... (laughs) I'm sure it's happening day to day on the front lines. Yeah, we're just not, not there to see it. It's too bad. I read that book. Um, <clears throat> I would. I, w- I want to see it. Okay. So here's the next problem. Uh, actually, if you, Chris, if you want to start this one, I can I can follow it up. Well, just that the, the stats on average date cost and who should be paying for dates are the usual bullshit we've been seeing before. I'm not saying the stats are bullshit. He does cite... He, these lending tree studies. Oh, but I'm just... gonna I'm gonna get into that. Don't sure. you worry. Yeah, Don't you yeah. Worry. It's just one study, of course, but but like it's just the usual framing of dates and dating and relationships as this, you know, paperwork thing where you have to like look have all these good qualities on paper and that's what's gonna get you the date and that's what's gonna give you success in dating. And sure, there's plenty of people out there that do stick to that more traditionalist idea of dating, even though traditionalist is also a misnomer. Dating has been very different throughout the generations. Yes. And of course, yes, all I... things have not been this way that it's been before, just yes. for clarification there. Yes. 
but you can simply choose not to engage with that crowd if it's a hassle for you or you'd think you know you wouldn't be successful with someone who's looking for that specific set of criteria which is of course is your prerogative if you really right. do want someone that is sure. you know financially stable and that's a big thing for you for dating great that's cool i'm not ragging on that but it doesn't have to be that way for everyone and plenty of us out here are splitting first dates or even like is like almost referred to in horror in that summary having the woman pay for the first date i'm pretty sure the current trend among folks who don't needlessly gender their dating budget is whoever suggests the place that you're doing the date is the one that offers to pay first and then you do yeah. the usual dance of like i can split it and the other person says no but i can get it and if the other person insists on splitting it you just let them fucking split it Right. Like it's not this like crazy dance that we have to do to prove who has financial value for who. And I j it just rubs me the wrong way because when you like yeah. put the nuance and wildness of humans interacting in, in dating circles down to this sheet of checkboxes you must tick off because yeah. it's absolutely not the same person to person. And the thing that's going to dictate your success in dating and relationships is probably being able to read each individual on an individual level and adapt to them as the situation arises instead of just having your formula for yeah. how to approach things. And like, well, if I hit all these marks, then it must go well for me. No, it, it's 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 one of the ultimate tests of social improvisation is dating. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And also, if you are so focused on playing a fucking role, that person is eventually going to realize you are not the role that you are playing and you are a human who may be different from all those little boxes that you checked off or even if you are playing that role fantastically that's fucking boring and that sucks yeah, because weird. it's just like a normalized completely edgeless gray melange of nothing that has no interest well yeah and it's like just be fucking honest if like all you're looking for literally is someone to be a financial partner with you so that you can get through this again this fucking horrible timeline in which we all live like be upfront about it be like look i'm really just looking for someone to be like a financial partner we don't even have to be romantic partners like i <laughs> i i want to be able to buy a house to have fucking equity in a home i have a, i need somewhere for my kid like i just feel like if people could just be fucking honest about what they want it would res it would we would not have to do these stupid dances um I also, okay, so I have several issues. One, we'll, let's talk about the stats. <clears throat> the stats that he references as a lending tree uh, study, it's a single survey from fucking lending tree. So, oh, like, a survey and study are absolutely the same thing, Paris, right? Right? Th no, no, they're not. Um, but the, the big problem here is like, you are using data from one survey? Without information on the motive behind the survey, we don't have information on the population surveyed beyond gender and age and, and like, ca age category. So we have no idea if this was a survey. Like, we don't know what questions the survey asked and how they asked them because that can great massively change how people answer right we also don't know if this population was only conservatives only people with high school educations if these people were all white or all latino or like there are so many things that you don't know about the population again in this single survey 
How the fuck can you use this as a justification for anything? It is a snapshot in time of people, and you don't even know who those people are. You cannot build a book off of this. It's his deep dive into into dating oh. Paris. He promises a right. deep dive, right. and a deep dive is the fourth result on Google. Let me tell you, I, I went down really, really deep. <laughs> Paris, how is this not? How are all the stats in this book not one thirty-minute session of googling? Right? Like, you cannot tell me that it even 30 minutes is probably too far. Well, no, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say, oh, just Google stuff. But I'm saying, like. What I'm saying is he, that's the only effort he put into this for his supposed fucking deep dive. That's the maximum amount of time I'm willing to bet was spent on this deep research. Yeah, it really should not be framed as deep research. It is a single survey. Again, for all of the reasons I explained, you can't, you can't rest you can't rest all of these all of these things you say are true on this single survey that was just about how much people spend on dating and again you don't know anything about the population beyond gender and age um you need like it would be totally fine if he did a literature review or like found a bunch of different surveys i mean he's and again his um his main demographic here is like black americans so and, and it's weird because he, he references this site called blackdemographics.org, which didn't exist. And that's because it was a fucking typo. It's blackdemographics.com. He had me thinking that he made up a source. And I was like, wow, that's heinous. And then I was like, oh, he just mistyped it. This is another, re- like, you've got to have people Here's edit how we shit, found man. that out you- is I accidentally typed in blackdemographics.com when, like, yes. checking that. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, like, oh, here it is. And you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, because I went to blackdemographics.org and it, was, and it didn't exist. And I was like, like you shit. said, like you said to check, Mr. Sir. Yes. And so, and, and again, to be fair, uh, that site, I mean, he didn't reference any dating data from that site. He used that site only to reference uh, median salary for, for black men and stuff, which is, you know, pretty approximate. It's fine. Blackdemographics.com is... A little poorly organized. I didn't really have time to do like a deep analysis of their data, but it seemed fine. Uh, You know, just a surface glance at some some statistics that I kind of knew in my head a ballpark for. It looked fine. You know, it had it was fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick on that too much, but um, but like don't don't accidentally type the wrong site because then it looks like you're just lying when you you weren't. But but you're you're not being careful enough, so then you come off as even more, you know, I don't know, like untrustworthy, sloppy, right? sloppy? sloppy, yeah, yeah. Uh, secondly, okay, so the whole stats thing is just bullshit. Throw it, at, throw it in the garbage. Um, there's also this central idea that a date equals eating an expensive meal. There is no thought <laughs> given to any other type of date. Which is really odd to me. I'm like, yeah. To I know be fair, fair, the majority of my dates with my partner, we do specifically look for like extra fancy meals to do. But that was that's not the it's only not thing we ever date. do ever. That's not a first yeah. or second or third. I took uh, maybe, her to Yume maybe. for our first date, so you know. Wait, what? I took her to Yume for our first date, so. But that's fine. That's like a, that's like a fast casual kind of. Yeah, a, and that's it was also thirty a very, bucks. But that's also a unique experience. Yume is is yes. I I would say that's an interesting place. Anyway. I think it's we- like I'm saying I understand that it is common that other humans go on 
first or it's second absolutely dates and go the to a most meal. common way to but, do it. But I'm saying, good God, there are so many other things you could do. <laughs> you could, you could, I don't know, go out for a like coffee or a tea you could go to an art museum an aquarium a science center you could even go on a free night you could take a walk in a populated area like a well-trafficked park i say that because you would never want to ask someone to meet you for like a dark walk in your neighborhood at night that would be (laughs) weird but like i don't know because boston has a lot of areas like this like i don't know i mean personally i find i find the seaport bougie and shitty but like you could take a walk around the around like the parks the parks of the seaport or even the the weird creepy like manufactured uh shops or whatever. You could take a walk around Harvard Square. You could go for a walk in Mount Auburn Cemetery. You could go to Cambridge Common. Like there's you could yeah. go to Boston. I mean, you could, there's all these things you could do. You could I don't know, go watch a sports game if you're both into sports at a pub and maybe not order anything or get like one drink. Like I don't <laughs> I don't understand. You could go on a on a you know, if you you could go I, I the lack of creativity here hurts me inside. Why don't we check out my crypto portfolio together, lady? <laughs> oh. Are you oh. interested in that? I can tell you the basics of it. Why don't we meet for a drink and we can t- discuss cryptocurrencies? Oh god. Have you heard of Dogecoin? Uh, um <laughs> anyway, I just I this whole idea that we have to prove to someone that we can spend enough money to get them a, an okay dinner is just it's so like you said it's boring and it it doesn't I don't I think there's a feel lack like, of creativity sometimes I feel like it, a fucking it, alien Chris oh and then uh sorry this last point on on this topic is like Sometimes women don't want to pay for, uh, don't want you to pay for a date because they don't want to feel indebted for sex to the person they're on a date with. Because so many men adopt the ideas that are act present in this book that are like, "Oh, man, pay for date, then lady, lady, have sex with me." And some women are uncomfortable with that idea, and so they're like, "All right, let's split, or I'll pay for it this time, or you know, whatever." Just because I don't, I don't want that expectation, because it is absolutely real and it sucks. Like, nobody, because what, you know, if you're like, I don't know, date, I'm not into that. I don't want to, I don't want to have weird sex with this man. He, I'm not interested. But if he pays for the date. I don't care how expensive the lobster was. Yeah, I don't care how many, how many weird sea bugs that used to be trash are are covered in butter on my plate. Um, Anyway, I just think that this, yeah, this book promises a deep dive, but it's actually quite shallow in every respect. It's barely a puddle, dude. Yeah. All right, next point. Uh, now we're now we're getting into the getting into the the economic, the crypto and the and the uh, job stuff. Okay, yeah. So, so let's take us actually away. move into the majority of the book here, where you're all this advice. Like I said, it's basically the first post into in the oh, so I want to get into crypto forum that you're yeah. you like log into for the first time because you're vaguely interested in it. It's like the basics of how to set up a portfolio. And what some basic terms are. And perhaps the biggest crypto insight we see is have a couple of different portfolios and, I don't know, choose trustworthy crypto coins based on what celebrities and companies are investing in them. Which is some boneheaded fucking investing advice, man. It's because, listen, 
just because Snoop Dogg invested in some cryptocurrency doesn't mean that it's like guaranteed to do good. It just means that Snoop has the excess money to make bigger gambles on things than you. That's all it means. Yeah, the idea, like people who are. I say Snoop Dogg because wealthy. that's the example he used for. By the way. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, and, and yeah, there's just this lack of awareness of like rich people have money to fucking set on fire. Therefore, they will invest in all kinds of shit because they have the ability to spread a lot of money very widely and then ju- and then just get lucky on the one thing that works out. You if you, a person who are poor in America making under 40k a year, you don't have that. You don't have money to throw away because you have to eat and you have to pay for your housing and your fucking kids probably like there's so many things that make that lot that idea stupid like it would be different if it was couched in a more responsible way if it was like well you know maybe if you if you do have a little bit more money to invest and you do want to take a chance on something you could take a look at what you know celebrities are doing and maybe you know maybe do some investigations in there but i don't know i wouldn't even say that but um yeah i just feel like it's irresponsible to tell people who are who already don't have money to then invest in shit that rich people are investing in like there's also no guarantee that a rich person's investments are smart again they have the capital and the means to put a lot of money into many different things because and because they have that ability, there is a greater likelihood that one of them will work out and then net them more money. Like, they're not... There are so many examples of in, of rich people investments that didn't work out. Not just rich people. He also uses what are companies, corporations investing in at the same time as a good way to gauge what cryptocurrency you're going to invest in. But just like rich people, corporations, same thing. Same thing. They have the money to bet more than you would. But that's like the deepest advice in here, right? Like, what other financial insight is there in here? Well, we're let's let's move let's move on let's get deeper into this puddle. Um, yeah, th- I've already so- broken my ankle jumping into it, Paris. <laughs> and now your nose is barely above water, and you're trying yes. to stay alive. So, yeah, I mean, you you started this next point. So this is, I mean, I guess fair warning if you're like into cryptocurrency you probably don't want to listen to the next approximately 10 minutes of this podcast so in in this book that's like use crypto get money you know get dates this book admits most people do not make money with cryptocurrency so why should your reader assume that they're going to be the special one it's and this book doesn't even have advice on how to like you know how to navigate this extremely volatile landscape all it says is like oh have multiple portfolios like if this is sort of i mean this is sort of the similar point we we're just making it's like if you already don't have resources because you're poor then all of this is just a gamble that you're gonna just happen to buy into some crypto coin at a low rate before it takes off and then you can cash out which is honestly not any different from other speculative um, markets, right? And it th- there's just this myth that people there's a there's a, a popular myth 
that people adhere to around specular mar- spe- specular speculative markets where they think that speculative markets are like gravity when in fact they are not what i mean is that people think oh well if those guys made money and ethereum was like five hundred dollars a coin five years ago it has to happen again there is no certainty that any crypto coin will ever return to a previous or higher value than it currently is like you just like it doesn't it doesn't mean that like you throw ball in the air it must come down like that's not how this works like oh crypt you know crypto coin goes goes up goes down it must go up or whatever you know it's sort of a reverse idea but it it's really a fantasy because i, I mean <sighs> hear me out crypto hype in general is essentially a pyramid scheme because you have the people who got in at the beginning and have been making money off of the people they convinced to get involved behind them, but now that trail of people is so long that the very few who are also almost always the already rich are are the only ones making anything. So, like, I know people are going to push back and say, like, oh, it's not a pyramid scheme because, like, technically, yeah, fuck off. Cryptocurrency is technically a thing that exists, technically, very technically speaking, but I still feel like this is a pyramidish shape, right? Because it has no other use so far than as a token, right? It's not like a lotion or a sandwich or even a piece of an art I can enjoy with my fucking eyes. Well, like, well, NFTs though. But oh, NFTs though. Chris, I'm going to actually push your head deeper into the puddle so you die sooner <laughs> if I you mean, talk yes. to me about NFTs. Uh, so, it's like I so okay, and I understand that the, you know, like the blockchain technology behind it or other technologies surrounding it, I'm sure that, or I'm not sure, but I understand that it's possible that those could be useful for something other than making these currencies, right? Second point, it is completely unregulated and there are no safeguards when mistakes are made. Did you forget your passphrase? Too fucking bad. Your money is lost forever. Did you accidentally type one digit incorrectly? Oops, you got you sent it into the void instead of the instead of your wallet or your friend's wallet, and it is irretrievable you can there there is no one to go to if you make a mistake if someone else makes a mistake if someone steals your shit you're fucked and if you're already poor you cannot afford to be fucked like that you can't there is it is only for people it is only for people who have who would not miss that money so like if you can put five dollars into crypto crypto fucking go ahead man if you don't if you're not gonna miss five bucks cool but like I, ugh, most people are putting way more than that into it is my point. And if you... I don't see how it's any different than buying a bunch of scratchers at the gas station. Well, I mean... Except maybe you can turn around and try to sell different. that scratcher to the person behind you in line with the promise that it might be worth something later. So you should give me $6 for this that I spent $5 on because it might be worth $7. Yeah, I think it's a little different just because like speculative markets and... Um, scratch like scratch tickets actually have a uh like someone somewhere knows how much each ticket is worth and which tickets are the big monies and like you can do some. I it's a little different, but uh, I agree. But just a poor metaphor. Yeah, it's also gambling. Yeah, and so lastly, it is insanely volatile in value. Imagine if one day. Five dollars bought you like I don't know five fucking Baja tacos, a Taco Bell or whatever, 
But tomorrow, you could actually get 85 tacos, but then it was negative 15 tacos the day after that. You would lose your fucking mind trying to organize your life around minding trading trends and speculation just to be able to use this currency. So, th- sorry, this is this is my argument against it being like a a widespread, you know, currency for things. Um, and lastly, like, it is... It is not it is not for poor people. I guess I already said that. I'm sorry. This make this topic makes me so angry because I have had so many people try to proselytize to me about crypto and it made me do so much reading that I didn't need to do and research and I was like, "No, this is just as stupid as I thought it was." It is point being, the big point here is cryptocurrency is not for anyone who cannot lose the money they put into it and still eat food, have shelter and not have their life disrupted. So yes, if you want to put Five or ten dollars in crypto, and you can afford that. Do it up. I don't care. If it's but if very you poor advice for financial stability, right? How is this financial stability? You'd have more success just slapping that shit into an S and P five hundred index fund. So even if you're comparing crypto to like stock markets, stock markets have way more stability, and even those are kind of unstable. But in comparison to cryptocurrency, it's like a fucking boat on an even sea. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I also hate the stock market. It is also, you know, it's a, it's a speculative market, similarly. Um, True. But, like, but you, you at are, least yeah, have I, some previous trends to base things on that are somewhat generally heading in the same direction. Yeah. And, like, the other issue, again, with cryptocurrency is how unregulated, unprotected it is. There are no safeguards. It's like, uh, like if you put you know, your money into whatever, some some stocks, and it's not going well. And you're like, mm, okay, I actually want to move this stock over here. There's no chance that this broker isn't going to move that stock over there for you. Like with cryptocurrency, if you type a fucking number in wrong, you forget a passcode, you're fucked forever. You don't have access to that. Sorry, I know I already said this, but I'm just, it's just so frustrating. Worth repeating. And, and I know I have heard the argument from other people that like, well... You know, more people have phones and they have bank accounts in the world. Therefore, this is the answer. And it's like, you are making a jump there that does that. <laughs> I don't even see I, how that no. is relevant. And there have even Crypto been Crypto just seems like the shittier version of all of these. Po- it's yeah. like a shittier yeah. stock market. Yep. It's a shittier currency. Yep. It's, a sh- it's a shittier pyramid scheme. <sighs> yeah. At least with um, the fucking MLMs, I have like 40 boxes of fucking leggings or something, which I can put <laughs> on my body for warmth. <laughs> yeah, you can at least burn those for fuel someday. Yeah, right? And, and then die of the fumes you inhale. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could at least, I don't know, cut them up, make something with them. Like, give them away. You could, cl- you could clothe human beings with them. You could give them to people who need clothes. Like, I, I mean. Yeah, and even if you're uh, out the money, at least you did something to help someone somewhere that was a net benefit to someone. Right. <laughs> And then, I mean, there's also, there are other dimensions of why I hate crypto. The energy usage, huge reason I hate it. And I know that, I know that there's like some technology and development that might, that should make that energy less, but I don't, I don't care. I don't care. It's already bad. You're already burning forests. We don't, we don't have to be doing it. We, it's, it's for a big gambling party that everyone's having and hoping that they're going to be the one to cash out on the next sucker that bought in your your spot in line, essentially. Yeah, and like, so I also, I feel like the amount of time you would need to really monitor the market and play the game, like you have to be like a full-time trader to really make this. 
anything. You know, like if you really wanted to understand economics and you were really deep into crypto culture and you you felt like you understood what the you know you were kind of up on what the internet was gonna was gonna do like you know to to you know whatever it's it's a full-time job i just because he is i'm sorry i don't think we were clear about this the author is saying this is a a source of passive income and i'm like no if you really want to make a bunch of money that can then be the bedrock for stability this has to be like your full-time gig and even then i wouldn't recommend that but nope Anyway, I know we're gonna get. A, I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch of fucking hate mail about this, but I I don't care. Um, no, nope. you will. You cannot. Cannot. I would have to see. I would have to be. No, I I think I've read too much at this point. I don't think I could be convinced otherwise. Yeah. All right. Moving on from crypto bad. Yeah. Now we get. Um, oh, you want to make a steady income? You know, you can have your passive crypto stream. Ooh, so lucrative. Um. You should go, you should get a job in tech or trades. That's it. That's the end of the advice. Good luck. Just do that. Why didn't you, why doesn't everyone just do that same thing? Why doesn't every human being follow the exact same path all the time and just do the thing that will guaranteed lead you to success no matter who or what you are or what your background is? Paris, it just seems so simple. I don't understand. Yeah, I, well, and it's, it's weird to me that there's no, there's no suggestion. Like... If you want to go into trades, like here are some of the best trades that have that are like easy to get into and also net a decent salary. Deep Try dive, being... market research. Tra- yeah, right. It's like there's no guidance. I would be more amenable to this book if there were so- there was something. You tell me like okay, like uh, I don't I, and the I don't know that these stats are real. I'm just this is an example. Like all right, tell me, uh, you know. Uh, maybe think about becoming an HVAC technician. You know, the the overhead and the experience is low, but you actually end up making as much money as, like, a, a plumber, which takes way more time. You have to be in a union and stuff. Like, try that. Or, like, here's some other options. Like, maybe if you're not into doing anything that technical, maybe you want to, like, I don't know, uh, be, work with computers instead of, like, HVAC equipment. I don't, like, be a help desk technician. This is, like, this is like a good entry level way to start that. Or like you can work remotely. Like if you're interested in working remote, whatever, like, I'm sorry. I'm just like spitting out bullshit here, but there's nothing trades and tech. Like, dude, I'm pretty sure everyone immediately thinks like, where's the money? Oh yeah. Trades and tech. Even though I don't, I mean, I don't know that I, I think those two categories are too large to generalize in that way, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think it is a very common belief so you just stating so why that is in that a book, insightful? Why is yeah, that like something not. that I paid nine ninety nine for? Yeah, pretty sure other people have thought about that, but there are barriers to getting into those things because, like, trades take a fucking lot of time of apprenticing in general, um, or you know you have to actually spend time learning, and you often make a lot less money while you're apprenticing than you would, you know, once you are like officially. Uh, I forget if it's like. I don't know if journeyman is used in every every um, trade, but, you know, before you're actually, like, in, in the trade union or whatever. And it takes a lot of, you know, you have to have special skills and learning and take, like, courses, which cost money and time. And I, I really think that that kind of stuff is just not thought about. It's just, like, just do it. it you can't. 
for so many for people with that's not advice all advice is like barriers. just do the thing why why don't you just do the thing yeah just do the thing it's fine you're in Amer- you're in america you have sanitation just fucking do it you have electricity whatever you can do everything you can do anything and it's like look man that might sound really might sound really good but in practice it's a lot more difficult people have fucking medical issues you maybe you got kids you got a partner who needs you for some reason a family member who maybe you're a caretaker like there's Even so aside from all those possibilities just any insight into anything on any level in this book just a little that this, yeah, all these points we're making is kind of, it's just coming back to the same idea of you're claiming that you're going to show me something insightful and well-researched and you just do not on any level whatsoever deliver that yeah i also honestly i also question the whole like tech is the way to make money like i it's actually pretty difficult to get into any kind of tech job unless you have skills because like yeah sure you can get an entry-level help desk job but one there's a ton of people looking for them too they don't really pay as well as you think they do um i mean i don't want to sit here and litigate the possibilities of like his generic advice here because i don't think that's necessary for reviewing this book when it like it, it comes down to just like if you're talking about this as an advice book it's just shitty, shallow advice that doesn't offer any insight into any of the points that he presents. Oh, no, Chris, you need to schedule a $150 an hour consult with him to find out which oh, tech job to pursue. I, oh, I see. That, oh, that's the mistake I'm making. This is like the introductory <laughs> thing into me trusting you with my $150 that you're going to give mm-hmm. me that advice because, of course, you present something in here for me to fucking trust you with that shit. Fuck off, honestly. Yeah, um, so yeah, so typically I don't do like a, I don't do, we we really try not to read a lot about the authors, um, because we don't, you know, we just want to read a book on its merits, but I really wanted to know if Gabriel Bell had any expertise in cryptocurrency or dating, did a quick Google, and discovered, um, that yeah, this is just all, you know, it's all of his side hustles and his ideas for passive income, and, and again, I'm not saying <laughs> not saying he's like a bad person for doing that i just kind of wish that he would provide a little more substance uh you know in this and charging 150 dollars an hour to consult with him sounds like a lot for people who already don't have a lot of money presumably so that doesn't feel great like if you really wanted to help people the content of this book doesn't make it seem promising that you're going to offer any really in-depth, insightful stuff. Yeah. I mean, and to be, to be fair, it, the book does not say, oh, you should book a consult with him. It just says, oh, all this information is going to be in my next book, which doesn't exist yet. Um, so, yeah. I, I, yeah, it just, it just feels like this is all grift and no substance, which, you know, if it's going to, if it's going to get him through this world, I guess, whatever. But it, it is a bummer, right? Because you at least expect something. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't want like 100% pure grift. That's yeah. like, that's the worst. At least dust it with a little something to cut the effect there, man. Yeah, if you can at least, if you can provide a service and, you know, and make money, that's great. You you know, I, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I don't I guess have much more to add here, this man. Is it. Yeah, I don't, I think we've, we've talked this thing into. I, I guess, Paris, my last question to you is if, if you had to have your own side hustle grift of copying and pasting 
the top mm. post in a subreddit, what, what what would your selections be? What, what, what do you think you would publish? Oh, what would my grift be? To make like a self-help book about, about nothing? Um, Anything. Hmm. Mine would be like, I would just take all of the random guitar form advice out there that is not well-researched at all and slap it all into my Chris's mega guitar Bible that has just all different advice from thousands and thousands of different people telling you to adjust your truss rod. <laughs> so that's the, that's the source of all problems. Just make sure your, your truss electric, rod. Make sure your electric guitar has a, has a great tone wood. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's mahogany or bust. Uh. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have a good grift. Um, I mean, what do I know about? I mean, I know about singing and writing, like technical writing and data, like data, some database data stuff. I don't, I don't really know how to categorize that. Um, <laughs> you could just I make know. a book about doing a spreadsheet and just have the content of it. Oh my god! Like, like wicked obvious fucking da- basic ass like spreadsheet shit. Yeah, that would be my grift. Like, hey, like did you know how the to start and install Excel? How to install Excel is oh the whole god. entire book. No, no, it's like, it's like, uh, I'll save you. I'll save you. I don't know hours of your time by showing you like the fill in series function or like the cert the sort and filter function in Excel like find and replace holy shit <laughs> never never have a did a... you know command C and command V will copy the item that you copied and put it somewhere else <laughs> oh my god no I think I think my grip would have to be like. Not Google Sheets, but some other like imposter spreadsheet program that was like even weirder <laughs> was like <laughs> the secret to columns. <laughs> the new the new spreadsheet's gonna disrupt the spreadsheet industry. New pad of paper and pencil available now. <laughs> A fucking ruler. Oh man. <laughs> Did you know that you can arrange data? In columns and rows, <laughs> such that you can cross-reference the data. Did you know you can retrieve specific items from those columns and rows based on criteria? Did you know <gasps> that writing things down means that you can look at that information later? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I don't know that I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yours In my is future awesome. Excel course, which I will be releasing, I will explain <laughs> yes. to you how to write down the data. My future spreadsheet course, which will definitely exist. Please give me $9.99. Thank you. Um, I will also reference a single survey about how easy it is to use columns, the new survey, <laughs> the new spreadsheet program. <sighs> um, All right, Paris. Can, can we, we fix, fix it? it? Can uh, we fix it? Mm, I mean... I already offered retitle many it. options. Just retitle it. Honestly, just retitle it as Crypto Basics. Done. I don't know. I would, yeah, I would, um, I would do a lot. I would assert expertise, assert the author's expertise, clearly. Um, if you want to use any kind, you know, like if you, if you want to base your opinions on statistics and, and, you know, ostensibly facts, which I think you should do. I don't think you should come out here and say like, men are like this and women are like this without backing it up. You know, this isn't a fucking comedy routine. Um, this is supposed to be an advice book to help you improve your life. You know, 
look at some actual scientific studies, look at multiple surveys, also maybe like make sure you're looking at data about the population that you're writing to in the book. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just just really step back and think about the fact that you're asking people who already don't have disposable income to then put their disposable income into a speculative market that doesn't have any guarantees. And that, that can, that's pretty irresponsible, I think, in general. Um, unless you have a specific plan or you're guiding, you're really guiding people and like teaching them how to uh, operate in a speculative market and to, you know, to invest the proper amount of money. Like, hey, if you only got a dollar, put a dollar in, fine. But that's not, that's not what's happening here and this feels pretty irresponsible. Obviously, I don't agree at all with any of his ideas about like gender roles or dating. Um, that, I, yeah, just throw that all in the garbage. Honestly, he doesn't even need to talk about that. All he could do, all he would have to do is, like, talk about all this, you know, do a, do a little bit better about giving real guidance on crypto. And then also, if you're going to give people, if you're going to make suggestions for which careers people should go into, provide a, some kind of roadmap to which careers they should pursue and how to get there instead of just saying, Go do general category of thing. That's not helpful <laughs> to anyone. Um, yeah, and then the whole, I don't know, all the shitty gender stuff. And I mean, I don't know. I guess that's like this guy's jam, and I hate it. He's basically just, you know, it's like very Jordan Peterson, Peterson, Ben Shapiro-ish ideas, like Chris said. Um, but I don't even know that that needs to be in here, because if he finds statistics and research to support the idea that generally people feel like they are able to date more easily if they have more disposable income. If he is able to prove that, he doesn't even need to talk about all that, like, garbage shit. He could just say, hey, do you need... This is a good way. Like, he, let me let me show you how to make more money and have more disposable income to, to use on dating, I guess, or any pursuit. I don't know. I'm trying to be generous here, but I, I really think... Shit can just... the whole dating angle. Just talk yeah. about crypto basics. That's it. Yeah, and again, if you if you want to connect it to to dating, you need you need a little more more data there. Um, yeah, yeah, this is. Uh, I I really I also would. I don't even know that this is a book. I mean, it's thirty six pages of like things he Googled for, who like I don't know what probably took him an hour to poor put this together. value. Yeah, poor, poor value. extremely poor value. Well, poor value for us. Lots of value yes. for him. So I guess yes. I guess it maybe I will will say this uh maybe maybe this is succeeding as like a good side hustle grift for him. I actually don't know, but he is clearly trying to have multiple revenue streams. <laughs> multiple passive revenue streams. All right. Well, yeah. I I do not recommend this. Don't buy this. Sorry, I forgot yeah, to say don't, that. No, I don't, absolutely don't not. Worst buy, buy we've ever done on this show. Thank you patrons for giving us your money to spend on this kind of stuff. Thank you to Dari, Greg, Veronica, Will, D, Jared, Arant, Senia, Jakub, like Chorus, Elliot, Kieran, Martin, Jay, Luchek, Miri, Yanka, David, Anya, Patricia, Austin, Donnie, Crimson, Paladin, Beast with the Least, Scott H, Robin, Laxtodes of the Void, the Taco Eating Unicorn, Last Man on Earth 01, and our Kofi Donor Kiwi Thing. Thank you so much for supporting the show, everybody. We love you. All right, Paris. Um, I am going to go um, 
I don't know, I guess throw my money into a pit and hope that it grows into a money tree, yes. uh, which seems like a, a more reasonable avenue than what was presented here. And that money tree is what I will use to attract potential mates to me, you see, because of my guaranteed mm -hmm. economic stability from the money tree that I am growing here. Just, I promise, it's going to grow just like, you just got to wait for it. Like one day I'll get lucky and it'll sprout and then I can give you all the lobster dinners. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'll just close this up by saying it's fucking hard out there for a lot of people uh, and it sucks that, it sucks that this is like this is the result and that people have to suffer because we can't get our shit together as a fucking society. It's really too bad. All right. Well, do your best out there. Don't spend $10 on Amazon short reads promising to connect crypting, uh, dating and crypto. Yeah. Agree. Don't do that. Do anything else but that. Do anything. Honestly, use $10 to buy cryptocurrency instead. Instead. I'm actually In yes, serious. Actually. <laughs> and just monitor it for a few days. And once you make $20, cash out. Better investment there you go. in this book. Better advice. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later. We're going to charge $200 for our personal consultation crypto training course that will release later. Just be yes. on the lookout for that. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Terrible Book Club. Terrible Book Club is an independent podcast produced by your hosts, Paris and Chris. Sound design and audio editing by Chris, with sound effects and music by Epidemic Sound and sometimes also Chris. Our theme song is Kiss by Yearn, which is, you guessed it, actually, also Chris. You can find more of his soothing synthy sounds on Bandcamp at yearn.bandcamp.com. Do you want us to review a book of your choice on the show? Do you want access to some extra audiovisual weirdness? If so, become a patron at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub. If you'd like to send us a one-time tip instead, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash terriblebookclub. You can also support TBC for free by sharing the show on social media, following our accounts on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Goodreads, telling your friends about your favorite episode, or by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else on the internet. To send us book recommendations or your adorable pet photos, send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com.